0: This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Big Dane, in Canton, Ohio. If you're a Jet fan, Joe Klecko, Darrell Rivas is going to be going into the Hall of Fame. That gets underway coming up at 12 o'clock. Marty, of course, the presenter for Joe when he is introduced. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Joe is the fourth inductee in terms of the order of speeches today, and Darrell Revis is the sixth. So if you're trying to map this out, If you're a fan, you got some errands to run, whatever, starting at 12 o'clock, get home for, I would say probably, like I said, around 1 o'clock, you'd be safe, just to make sure you see your two Jets uh, do their speeches. Uh, Yankees will play this afternoon. Nestor Cortez back on the bump for the first time since late May. They're going to take on the Astros, and Justin Verlander making his debut again as a Houston Astro, as the Yanks try to recover from the another disappointing pitching performance by Luis Severino last night and to get back in the win column. Judge is back in the lineup. How about that? So I guess he got a good night's sleep. The toe is A-OK. Judge is in right field today. He is batting second for the Bombers. Mets will be in action a little bit later on tonight again in Baltimore. Tyler McGill draws the pitching assignment. Mets will play the game because you're required to play 162 according to the rules of Major League Baseball, and they still have not fulfilled their obligation. Um, Let's go to the phones, though, because I shared the story before the end of the last hour about my conundrum right now, thanks to the uh, NYC parking geniuses and why they labeled me a parking violator when I shouldn't have been. Let's say hi to Joe in Hackensack, who is up next here on 98.7. Hello, Joseph. How are you?
0: Hey, Dan. I'm a big fan of yours, but
1: I'm... uh... I totally get you. You're in the right. You do not
0: need to pay the ticket. I'm a paranoid Parker, too. I would I would be steaming red hot. You were totally in the right. You should not pay the ticket because they messed up. It's their fault. What, what, why, why should they? Why should you have to pay for their mess up?
1: I agree. And, and, the thing that, and the thing why I think that I have a leg to stand on here, Joe, and I thank you for the phone call, is because like I was telling the guys during the break, so – if, if you go on to, like, the NYC parking website where, like, the tickets and the violations and everything get called up, when you go on the site, like, I have the ticket, right, because they put it on my windshield by mistake, and I type in the ticket number, up comes the violation and everything, but the license plate that comes up is not Grasse's license plate. So why should I have to pay it? You know, I was given it falsely. And I shouldn't even have to deal with it. Like, I should just rip the damn thing up and throw it away because it's not going to go on my record. It doesn't have my name on it because, remember, it's not even – they can't even trace it back to the DMV. When they type in that license plate, it's not mine. Fools. That's what I tell you, fools. Ryan and Porchester up next on 98.7. Ryan, how are you?
2: Dan, how you doing? First time, long time. What's Uh, up, Ryan? I got a a Jets point, but I want to touch base on the parking ticket too. You actually might be all right if if they can't trace your name, but I had a similar situation happen with me uh, last year in Astoria. I went down to go visit a buddy They claimed I was blocking a driveway, which I 100% was not, yeah. and they put a ticket on my car and towed it. Um, even the, uh, the precinct said, I, I presume my car's stolen, blah, blah, blah. Eight hours later, I find out it's towed. On top of it, I get the ticket had the wrong license plate on it, this whole deal, and, it's like, I, I did my whole spiel, put the whole submission in online, like you're saying, I still had to pay it at the end of the day. So see, well, uh, we'll hope, see the- hope, hope, hopefully you're a little bit luckier than I was. But, <laughs>
1: Well, the difference is, um, Ryan, like you said, unfortunately you got your car towed away, and that is, like, one of the worst things that can happen to you on this planet. Like, if you if you have to go to the impound and your car is towed away, especially in the city, that's, like, the third level of hell. You know how yeah, you know, Dante talked about the <laughs> levels of hell? Like the third level is having to go to the impound to get your car when it's towed away.
2: Yep, yep. And then I just had a quick point. I wanted to touch base um, just on the, on the Jets. I, I love the work that you do with the Jets. I keep hearing all these people, you know, complaining about Will McDonald and the pick. And, you know, from my perspective, yeah, we wanted O-line. But the top four offensive linemen were off the board by the time that we were, we were on the clock. Correct. right so i i think we went best available and from what we even saw like game 1 you know he was he was making some plays some of those spin moves that he was making i i i think there could be something special with this kid and i heard you talking about it yesterday with him and uh Jermaine Johnson being on the edge in a year or mm-hmm. two and having those two young guns on the side plus we we still ended up getting tipman who i think was like the second best center in that draft so, you know, all these people, you know, worrying, uh, I, I think are, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely a cautiously optimistic Jets fan. I feel like I'm the most excited I've been for this team in well over a decade. And I'm, I'm so excited that I'm trying to pull back the reins because I feel like, you know, it's always the same old Jets, right? But, uh, you know, it just feels like there's something different about this team. And, yeah, just uh, thank you for taking my call.
1: Ryan, you're, at, you're absolutely right. And I thank you for the phone call uh the whole nine yards look will mcdonald robert saw Sol- i mean i look i can tell you this now what's the difference i mean he's on the team it's not like we're not giving away state secrets or anything like that the head coach felt going into the draft process that will mcdonald was the number one edge rusher in this draft that's what he thought and they were doing cartwheels when he was still available for them at, what was it, number 14? I I don't even remember what pick it was, 14, 15, whatever. It doesn't matter. But, yeah, you know, those tackles were off the board, but I was told that even if the tackle was still there, they still would have taken Will McDonald because the coach liked him that much. And, again, you're not drafting necessarily for need. See, the Jets are in a unique position, one that they don't usually find themselves in to where – You don't have to draft a guy in the first round this year to expect him to come right in and play and be a significant factor in his rookie season. That's the way it's been for the last several years because the Jets were a struggling team and they didn't have a heck of a lot of talent on this roster. Now there's talent here. So sometimes you draft with an eye towards the future a little bit. and, and, And Ryan heard it. I said it last night. Look, I would say... It's not exactly a lock that Carl Lawson is going to be on this team next year. Remember, there was a chance he wasn't even going to be here this year because he was going to have to take a pay cut in the whole nine yards, and he was able to do that. But, you know, beyond this year, there's no more guaranteed money. There's a better than good chance week one of 2024, the Jets' starting defensive ends are Jermaine Johnson and Will McDonald. And don't think that they thought ahead one or two steps down the road when also making that pick. That's what you have to do. When you're a GM and you're a front office and you're drafting players, it's not just you're drafting them for now. You're drafting them for, okay, what are we going to need two years from now? Because maybe next year during the draft process, maybe they're not going to find a a pass rusher, an edge rusher that they liked as much as Will McDonald or somebody that fits their scheme like Will McDonald does. That's why you make the pick now. Uh, Let us say hi to uh, BJ Staten Island up next here on 98.7. BJ, how are you?
3: Hey, how are you, Grazo? Um, Mr. Grosso, just so you know, like you said earlier, um, I have family law enforcement. So just so you know, uh, because the plate doesn't come back to your car, you're in the clear. I actually called one of my relatives as you were t- describing the story. and you're b- basically, that ticket doesn't exist to you. It's like that ticket never happened, especially because the license plate is wrong. Like the license plate is basically like the spelling of your name. If you got the spelling of your name or your address wrong, that's it. It's over. As long as it's not a handwritten ticket, you're absolutely correct, because I'm guessing it's a printed ticket. Printed ticket. Secondly, And secondly, yeah, sec- and, uh, secondly for um, a printed ticket, you have also, remember, you won't get towed if it's a green and white sign, which are like parking signs. Only if it's a red and white sign do they bo- boot your t- car and tow it. And uh, just for a future reference, Mr. Grosso, um, if they do ever ticket you, even if they're right or they're wrong, don't be irate and approach them, because that can end up resulting you in getting hev- heavily uh, penalized or even arrested if you, like, go up there and harass them or anything like that. That's how New York City works. Also, you wouldn't see that meter made in court. The only time you see the law enforcement in court, if it's a moving violation, parking violations, it's just you and the judge. But in your case, because it's a completely different license plate, some guy in, like, Paramus could be having that plate. He's going to get stuck with that. For you, it never existed.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I thought. And and BJ, I thank you for the phone call about that. And look, I wouldn't expect to see the meter person in court. Never in a million years. They're like they're like umpires and referees in sports. Whenever they screw up, whenever they make a bad call on the field, they never have to face the media after the game. They're in the free and clear. Right. They don't have to answer for their mistakes. But then they let somebody like me, some poor yo-yo, who has to sit here and wonder, what did I do wrong? But wait a second, I didn't do anything wrong. But yet I have to deal with trying to prove that I am not in error in any way and that it was the person that was. Jacob, like I said, Jacob was with us that night, you know, because we did the show that day. We went out to dinner afterwards, and then we came back to, to where I was parked, and then I got this ticket on my car. So I wasn't I, – I don't even know who put it there. We weren't there when the ticket was issued. The, the ticket was issued like three, four hours before I even saw it.
2: Mind you, I think I remember – Like I think it expired at like 529, and I reminded you at like 520 going oh, into it was, that break. Oh, it was paid. yeah. yeah. And you was already ahead of it. You told me, yeah, I got it. Don't worry about it.
1: Yeah. I, I, like, w- w- when they, it said that I was in violation or when the ticket was issued, it was like, I don't know, like 4.30 in the afternoon or something like that. Like, I had paid till like almost 5.30. But when you type in the wrong license plate on your little computer, of course it's going to show that that license plate and that person, whoever the hell they are, never paid for parking because that person wasn't in the city that day. So think about it for a second. If you are not even capable of putting in six characters accurately, which represent the person's license plate, how in God's name are you equipped to even have that job? Think about how many other poor souls deal with the same crap that I'm dealing with who maybe aren't in a position to fight it. Or maybe, you know, down on their luck or, you know, they got health problems or they're elderly or something like that, and they don't know what the hell to do right now. And they don't maybe even have access to the internet because God forbid trying to get somebody on the phone. Remember, nowadays in 2023, apparently you can't talk to a human being on the phone. You can't pick up the phone and just get answers like you used to. They want you to go online. They want you to download an app. They want you to press one. They want you to speak to an automated robot on the phone. Do human beings even exist anymore? Like really? I mean, you think what you're listening to right now is live? No, it's AI. It's computer generated. It's not real. I don't exist. (laughs) I mean, it's just the frustration. It's like one thing after another after another. My gosh. But at least we got some clarity on the situation, so I'm happy about that. All right, quick timeout, 800 919 More of your calls. Remember, we're rolling until the top of the hour. We'll have some fun. Grassa with you, 98.7 ESPN. Fools. That's what I tell you, fools.
0: You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.
4: Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
1: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there.
4: Must be 21 plus and present in present and select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Before we get back to the phones, real quick, here a couple of baseball related items. Apart from the Mets and the Yankees, remember it was very, very polarizing leading up to the deadline. What the Angels were going to do? Will they trade Otani? Will they not trade Otani? Well, they decided to hold on to Otani, and they decided to make some acquisitions in terms of pitching help. Right? They went out and got Lucas Giolito, among others, from the Chicago White Sox to add to that rotation. Well, Giolito got bombed in his first start as an Angel. The Angels, of course, decided to hang on to Otani. And what have they done since the deadline? They have lost four consecutive games. They have not won a game since. You know, you had that game the other night, which was, what, last night was Friday, Thursday night, against Seattle, where the Angels had a two-run lead going into the top of the ninth inning. And their closer, Carlos Estevez, blew his first save of the year, ruined an, an impressive pitching performance by Otani who hit his fortieth home run in that game. So look, I thought it was ill-fated. I never thought the Angels were a playoff team, and I don't think Otani's re-signing with them. So they are gonna have just a you know two month pursuit to the playoffs, which is gonna come up empty and they're not gonna have anything to show for it when they lose Otani in the offseason. So the Angels right now with these four straight losses, they're behind the Yankees in the wild card standings in the American League. Angels are five back of that final playoff spot right now. And and like I said, I think they're going to come up empty uh, when all is said and done with trying to make the playoffs. And, you know, enjoy that compensatory draft choice that you're going to get when Otani goes and signs with another team Once you get to the winter, the Braves, you talk about the rich getting richer. Well, they got Max Freed, who was only a Cy Young finalist last year, of course. They got him back from the shelf yesterday. He goes out and pitches the game for them in Chicago. They shut out the Cubs and the Braves put, I lost count. It was either eight, nine runs on the board. The Braves are a machine. um, First team to 70 wins in all of Major League Baseball. I know that a funny thing can happen in the playoffs and it's not always the best team that makes it to the World Series or wins the World Series. But, look, as far as I'm concerned right now, it would take a heck of a lot, a heck of a lot, for the Braves to not at least get to the World Series come October. I I mean, they're just so much better than everybody else. It's it's not even fair. And that's why, look, if you're the Mets, that should also bind to your decision as to what they decided to do by tearing it down and everything. That is the team that's going to be in your way for the next, I don't know how many years. Braves have been in the Mets way for basically the last 30 years. So you might as well try to take a page out of the Braves book. You know what? Try to stack up your farm system. Maybe you catch lightning in a bottle like they did. Make some shrewd signings on the international uh, free agent market, Draft players, make a couple of trades to get some youngsters in there, and then see if you can keep them around. you got an owner who's got enough money to pay all these guys that if they're worth keeping around, then you got something. But those days are still a little bit into the future. 800 is the telephone number. Let us say hi to Ed, who is calling from Brooklyn. He's up next here on 9870 ESPN. Eddie, how are you? Hey, what's going on over
5: there? Ed, I don't know. You I tell a, me. I, what is going on? I got, I got a thought. Okay. On the parking ticket day. Yeah. Let's say that you got a ticket that somebody – they put on somebody else's car, like, with a completely different license plate, and they stuck it on your windshield. Mm -hmm. Now, I think from listening to you that you're like me, you want – it's not going to be good enough for you to just ignore this ticket and not pay. You want to have the guy embarrassed that made the mistake. (laughs) But I think the only thing that's going to come from that is you're going to bring more attention to yourself. So what I'm saying is it's a completely wrong number – don't even waste any time, effort, or energy on trying to fight it, because I think it's well, just going to bring you into the, into the spotlight. But, Ed, here's the thing. But, that yes, sir. But, Ed, here's the thing.
1: I don't know if I'm in the free yes. or clear. This is, my, this is the first time it's happened to me. I didn't call the guy out by name. I'm not going to do that, because I don't even, I don't even no, know what I know. the guy's name is.
5: I know. I, I, I understand that. But what I'm saying is the license plate is completely different, right? Well, even if there's only one digit different, it's still different. Right, so
1: it's not, and that's and that's outs. why I think I'm okay. But I just want to be super sure because okay. you can never know these days.
5: Right, you're no, I'm going to say you a hundred percent okay, especially with the computerized stuff. There, you that's go. not your license plate. You're clear. But I think if you go there to the fight and they and you know you pissed them off by saying something, and they go, "Oh wait a second," just say, oh, oh no, 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 uh, Ed, all, Ed, no, Ed, no, Ed, no. Ed, Ed,
1: Ed, and. Let, let, let me get this perfectly clear, okay? There is no way okay. I am walking, uh, walking into any place okay. that I need to be to fight this. If I, if I do fair anything, okay. I'll go online like they encourage everybody else to do, and I'll type in my case, and I'll show them the proof of my paid parking and all those other things. But, no, there is no okay. way that I am physically going into any building in that city. No way.
5: Oh, fair, fair enough. Hey, yeah. hey well, I want to say one more thing that it is pretty funny. I don't know if you're older. I'm I'm 62. You ever see Michael Michael Kay when he's in a, on ESPN? He's got that picture of himself in the background, the oil painting from when he's young. You ever see that? Yes. I think I'm familiar with it. All right. If you ever see that, take a look at Felix Unger from The Odd Couple back in like the late 70s. Every time I see that painting, first thing I go is like, that looks just like Tony Randall, like Felix. Young. I'm I'm old, so, so that's why I'm connecting it. But so 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 I gotta. I'll, I'll
1: bring that up next time I see him. So Ed, thanks for the phone call. So the so the painting of Michael that he has when he does the show from his house, he's got the the, the painting in in the background there. So he thinks that that looks like Tony Randall from the Odd Couple days in the seventies. I I I never made the connection. Maybe when I see it again, I'm going to have to think about it. Is Michael a neat freak? I think he is, I don't know. We'll see, gotta ask him about it. uh, let us say hi to Eddie in l a who is up next here on ninety eight seven Ed how are you
6: I'm doing good, Dan. How you doing today?
1: Ed? I'm doing great. What's going on, my friend,
6: man. I am so excited about the Jets, and I am a little disappointed in the station because I think it's I think we're talking too much baseball when the Mets are done. The Yankees have a slight chance. And I'm going to make an example of what I feel the Jets getting Aaron Rodgers is Mm -hmm. to, I'm just going to make a hypothetical example. Um, In in 96 with Michael Jordan, uh, when he came, he came back for Mm -hmm. those 20 something, 20 games or whatever. And they lost in the second round. Let's say for example, if he got traded, Remember, because he, he did the three-peat, and then they lost in the second round. Let's right, say they lost to year, Orlando
1: in the second round when he only had that abbreviated that
6: season, yeah. That is correct. They lost correct. to him. When he, when he, was, when he wore him. number 45. That is correct. And then, let's say, hypothetically, he got traded to the Knicks for the, for the ninety six season. We that's all we would that would be the that would be the top story that we would be talking about and baseball would come second and that's my point about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a four-time MVP. We what if, if, if I'm following this team through. Thank goodness through ESPN and and and, and Mike Greenberg. The 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 uh, the. the the aura around this team, the teaching around this team, everything has changed. Stop! I'm talking to the Mets fans who are mm-hmm. Jets fans. Your season is over. Stop crying. They'll be next year. You've got a championship football team right
1: in your face. Well, That's you hope, you Eddie. You hope. But let I mean. me let me ask you a question though, because again, you know this. Uh, well, I'm well, as close me. to the I'm as close to the Jets situation as anybody though. But to be fair, it's August the fifth. We've talked so much about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets for the last, you know, 5 months since the trade happened. Like you said, anticipation is through the roof. It's still training camp. There's been one preseason game that's been played. What more can we say about the Jets and Aaron Rodgers that we haven't said over the last 5 months until real games the whole
6: are played? Team is- the whole team. We got plenty to talk about. We can talk about Israel, the rookie. We can talk about McDonald. We can talk about Sauce. We can talk about Garrett. We can talk about. We got tons of things to talk about if we want to talk about it. Well, Eddie, that, we do. We do, man. You call up. You talk no, no, Jets okay. anytime. You're right, Dan. You're right. But okay, this is the point I'm, I, I made. What I'm saying is, yes, we do, but we're talking about baseball more. And what right. I'm saying is we should be talking about football more than baseball. Let
1: me tell you something. That's Let me the- tell you something. Ed, and, and, and I love you, and I thank you for the phone call, okay? But here's the fact of the matter. And I tried saying this the other night. There were some people that took exception, and I'm going to repeat it because and, and, it's true. New York's a baseball town. It is a baseball town. And this week specifically, this was kind of that important mile marker, that checkpoint in a baseball season with the trade deadline. Because on Monday – One team, namely the Mets, basically waved the white flag on this season and said it's over. We're not winning this year. Even you knew that just by watching them all season, if you were objective enough, you knew that they weren't going to do anything anyways. But the organization told you, no, we're not going to win this year. We admit it. Yankees, on the other hand, they didn't do maybe what their fans wanted them to do because they were backed up against the wall and they're not in a position to go out there and make some trades. Plus, they had a couple of other things that happened to them this week, of course, whether it was the Domingo Herman situation, the Anthony Rizzo stuff. I mean, there's just drama after drama after drama with the Yankees. But in this city, we break this stuff down like it's 162 one-game seasons. That's how we treat baseball. And we are literally in the heart of the baseball season. That's why we're talking about it in the first week of August, as we should. And the think, look, I love football. My favorite sport, my number one sport, always will be, always has been. All right? I'm close with the Jets, do the games, the whole nine yards. But I could tell you after doing this job for a good number of years, both on a local level and on a national level. All right? And you think about it. Nationally, you got 32 teams. So everybody's got a dog in the fight. Can I tell you something? This is the time of year on the sports calendar When I was doing national shows that I dreaded the most because contrary to popular opinion, people don't care a hoot about training camp and preseason football. They don't. So if I went on the air and I started talking about this division, that division, this team, that team, what they're going to do, nobody cares. Because the majority of folks have the attitude of, wake me when the games count for real. I know what my team is already. All right, we talked about them the whole offseason. We know what they're about. We know who's on the team. We know who's not on the team anymore. Wake me when it matters. The only thing that's going to move the needle during the preseason, God forbid, is a significant injury that might shift the balance of power for the upcoming season. That is it. And on a local level here with the Jets and Giants, we talked about Aaron Rodgers for the last five months. Giants, what we talked about, how much money are you going to pay Daniel Jones? How much money should Saquon get? Saquon took less money. How come Saquon didn't get more money? Why don't running backs get paid more? All right, now that's all done. It's in the past. Now you've got to go out there and play football. Nobody cares about what these guys are doing in shorts and T-shirts uh, on the practice field or even in preseason games. When it's mostly backups that are out there, nobody plays in the preseason anymore. We're not going to really get this thing up and running until September rolls around, unfortunately, with football. I mean, it's still there. We could talk about it, but it's not going to move the needle like it will until the season starts for real. I mean, more people gave a rat's you-know-what about my parking ticket situation than they are about preseason football. Let's be real.
0: You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.
4: Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, seventeen percent alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Let us say hi to Jim in Manhattan. Who is up next here on ninety-eight-seven? Jimmy, how are you?
7: Hello. Yeah, how you doing? You know, I completely agree with you. There's too much tech these days, and Half the time you call for information, the people you talk to sound like machines. I mean, it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, not what you but, want, Jim. Uh, not what you want.
7: No, it's it's really bad, but uh, let's get to the sports, though. You know, the Core 4, Tino, Bernie, and O'Neill, they were all brought in by Gene Michael, and he talked the boss out of trading the young Core 4. Well, wait a second. They time developed. out, time
1: out, time out. You said the yes, Core 4, yes. you named three guys, and. I don't think any of them were considering the core. Oh, you mean the core four and then in I, addition to four plus, plus those three. Oh, I got you. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, he dropped. I, I thought he said the core four and then he said Tino, Bernie, and O'Neill, And I was like, well, wait a sec. That's one, two, three. I didn't realize he meant the core four plus those three guys. I don't know. I wanted to hear the point he was making. So maybe if Jim gets us back, maybe he was eaten by one of those you know robots on the phone. I don't know. It was rough. Rough, rough, rough. Let us say hi to uh, bu, 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 bu. Dio and Clifton up next here on 98.7. Dio, how we doing? Hey, how are you? What's up, Dio? What's up? Is, uh... No, I just
0: wanted to say that the, the caller that was talking about we should talk about more football, that is that is not the topic we should be talking about. We should be talking about baseball. I don't care about no preseason. Come on, man. I have preseason tickets I had the season tickets to the Giants, and um, I used to give those preseason tickets away. Because, uh, you know, right now, the only thing I care about is my Yankees, if they're, you know, who's, if they're moving up or moving down, what you know, what's going on. So, um, I agree. I totally agree with you. the uh, The topic should be, number one topic should be baseball.
1: And this, look, baseball, and look, I love baseball, too. Okay, I cover the sport as a whole league-wide. But... I can also sit here and say to you objectively that baseball over the years, and certainly now in the year 2023, baseball has become more of a local regional sport, okay? Here in New York, you care about – either the Mets or the Yankees, whatever team you root for. Very few people are going to be locked into what's happening right now to the Seattle Mariners. You know, the NFL is still more of a national sport. You probably have more of a working knowledge as to the other teams in the NFL versus the other teams in MLB. Didn't always used to be that way with baseball because baseball used to be the national pastime. But it used to be the number one sport, but that was decades ago. It's not the same right now. So in the local markets, it's baseball.
3: Yes, sir. Dio, thanks for
1: the phone call, my friend. I appreciate it. And and look, I'm not sitting here telling you that you you should ignore football completely. Of course not. We talk football. We talk football a lot. But to the point that Dio just made, guys, if you think that preseason and August football is the hot topic right now, put on any preseason game and count the empty seats. Okay? Preseason football game is a great place to go and hide if you committed a crime. They're never gonna find you. That or City Field for the remainder of this baseball season. I'll give you another example. All right, Greg and I we do the, we got the we do the post game shows, right. Each week for the Jets during the season, and I'm talking even when the Jets were bad. And basically just playing out the string, game ends. You look at the the. the uh, the board we got a full bank of calls people still want to talk about the game good bad or indifferent whether the team played well not so well they want to be complimentary they want to complain whatever but you have reaction last night or not last night two nights ago for the hall of fame game all right we did a post game show took phone calls we had one call one call because I don't know how many people – i don't know you could be the most diehard Jet fan there is known to man. You've got to be hard-pressed to stay with that football game for 60 minutes. It's a rough watch. And plus when they're going to shut the lights off in the place and stop at the game for 15 minutes after the third quarter when they probably should have just bagged the rest of the game to begin with. You know, it's a tough sell because, again, it doesn't mean anything. It's preseason. And nowadays what makes the preseason product even different than it was when I was growing up or not even that long ago is the fact that even the starters don't even play in preseason anymore. Back in the day, they would get some run at least. You know, the first, like I said, you look forward to the third preseason game once upon a time. They, that was as close to a regular season game as you were going to get. The starters played about three quarters. It was great. Now you're lucky if you get a starter that plays like a total of three series the entire preseason. It's different. And the league, look, God bless them. They still think it's right to charge full prices for for preseason games, and that's why the stadiums are empty. All right, we got Jim back. He's in Manhattan. He's up next. Jimmy, you got cut off. We want to give you a shot here. What's going on?
7: Yeah, I was trying to say that the core four plus, Tino, Bernie, and oneill they were brought in by Gene Michael, and he talked the boss out of trading them before they developed. And then once the Yankees became Cashman's roster, they won only one World Series in twenty two years. This is the worst Yankees era since the great Theodore Roosevelt was president. And right now you got Yankee executive on working for them, Brian Sabine. He won three World Series in five years with the low payroll Giants. What could Sabine do with the higher payroll Yankees?
1: Sabian, Brian Sabian, you're talking about. Well, you got yeah, Brian okay. Sabian well, here. You got, you got it, okay. Yeah, you you got Omar Minaya here as well. He's a consultant too in that front office. It, it's a good question. Now, I don't necessarily, and thank you for the phone call. I, I I I don't know, Jim, if I could sit here and say, you know, this is the worst uh, era of Yankees baseball since you know Roosevelt was in the White House. I mean, let's not forget, you know, the late '60s, early '70s were pretty bad. You know, they went through a stretch where. That was pretty bad baseball when they went all those years without making the postseason. A lot of losing seasons in there. And every year, the Yankees are still in the neighborhood of 90 wins. You know, they're in the conversation. They're either in the postseason or at least knocking on the door. They have not had a year that they finished, like, in last place, you know, sub 500. (laughs) So it could be worse. Danny in Centerport is up next here on 98.7. Danny, how are you?
0: All right, Dan. With pleasure, as always, man. Thanks for taking Danny, the ball. What's up, Um man? Listen, you—you you know, it's funny that you just talked about the post game because you know where my where my passion resume uh, exists. You know, I'm always one or one A with Iowa trying to trying to talk post game, and you're 100 percent right with the, with the preseason. But regardless, I mean, listen, my passion and my devotion to this team comes from those late seventies and early eighties teams being eight, nine years old and, and rooting for Salam and Klecko and Gaston and Lyons and Blinker and Mel and, and, and Buddle and Jerry Holmes. Like I could just go on and on name the whole team. That's what made me the cycle that I am. That's what's given me the passion for the, for the biggest expectations that I've had in years with this team. And, I, and, and one of your calls, Ryan put it perfect. I I'm, so cautious, cautiously optimistic. I, listen, I am through the roof ecstatic, pumped, whatever you want to call it. I'm, I am so invested in all in. But Dan... Right, I said this to you last week. Get me three and three after six, right? Because that's mm-hmm. realistic. Play, playing you know, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Bills. I mean, we're talking about four, arguably four or five of the best teams in the whole league. We've got them within the first six weeks, right? So get me the three and three. Let's learn the offense. Let's get some continuity. Let's be legit. And get me a playoff berth is what I'm looking for. I just keep hearing, you know, listen, there's no doubt there's Super Bowl expectations, right? And we can talk that they have Championship quality, you know, talent. But to talk, you know, again, Super Bowl, a bust, and championship, come on, man. I mean, I'm rooting for this team 45 years, and I am totally juiced. And you know the passion I carry, Dan. You can hear it, you know it all the time. But get me you know, eleven and six, ten and seven, twelve and five, whatever it's gonna be, if that's what we're aiming for and that's what it can be, then I'm all in. But just get me to the dance, get me to the pra- get me to the to the in just to play for the chance is all I'm looking for right now. Signing this guy and, and him being devoted the way he is and it looks like it's legit. We're gonna have him for a few years. That's what it's all about. I'm here in, you know, Super Bowl a bus and a championship. That scares the living hell out of me. That's not realistic right now. We have the expectations, yes. We have the talent, but give me a playoff berth, man. Just get me, get me sniffing the playoffs and, and, and a January game where I'm calling you in a post game after a, you know a wild card win or a divisional round win. That's what we're talking about. That will fire me up. That's what I think is realistic. And and again, listen, I am so excited for Klecko. It should have been 30 years ago. That team made me the lunatic I am. Those guys deserve that. To have guys on that line that had 20 plus sacks each and and finally get the the the, the, the you know the devotion. With the, the accolades they're supposed to get is, right. is absolutely awesome, man. So I'm looking forward to watching that later on. And uh, I hate to see that Joe slipped a little bit coming out the other night because he looks so busted up, man. I feel so bad for him. No, nah, Joe, Joe, sure I mean, crazy. look, hey,
1: Zach Wilson slipped on that same turf too, Danny, the other night. Thanks for the phone call as always. You know, don't, don't worry about it. Joe's fine, and Joe's going to do a great job today, and I'm thrilled. And There you go. A little over a month to be hearing that on that Monday night, week one against the Buffalo Bills. They'll be wearing the throwback uniforms. Look, I I think Dan, he's fired up. I'll say one thing, any Jet fan out there that's worrying about what they need to do this season, expectations, the whole nine yards. 2018. Why do I say 2018? That was the last time the Jets won a game in the month of September. So I don't want to hear about playoffs. I don't want to hear about Super Bowl. I don't want to hear about expectations. How about win a game in the month of September and then let the rest of the season play itself out? Okay? They do have a tough schedule the first six weeks on paper. How about trying to knock off the first one? Division game, week one, I would say that would be a pretty significant victory. Worry about that first one and let the season just play itself out.
0: You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN.